let's see if I remember how to do this. Sub kids and welcome to 2019. That's right, 2019. We're in the official um, run up to 2020. Uh, there's not much I can really say about that. It, it means nothing to me. Like year ends in and out mean don't really mean anything to me. Um, so we're, we're kind of just we're just we're just there. I hope you had a good New Year. I had a good New Year. I hung out with my friends. Um, you know, played some board games, played some video games, drank. Didn't have any fireworks. We just watched other people's fireworks, and it, it was a pleasant experience. And New Year's is always a little bit weird because it's, it comes with a lot of connotations, a lot of a lot of concept. Um, you know, a lot of people get on that whole new beginning hype, and a new you, a new year, new you, and 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 they use it as a bookend. And I'm not a person who does. I, I just can't. I can't do that. I have to constantly be developing myself and, and the things I'm doing. Otherwise, you know, it'd be extremely depressing. I don't know. New Year's can be extremely depressing for people, and that's that's just that's one of the plights of New Year's. But this year, there's a trend going on on Facebook, which by the time this video goes up, this trend will probably finish, and it won't even be relevant anymore, as is the way with my podcast. Why discuss things at the time you want to discuss them? Instead, discuss them two weeks later when you formulated your thoughts. That's how I live my life. Um... Maybe you should live your life the same way instead of making rash statements on social media. But that's just that's a little bit of life advice for you. Either way, so there's this trend going on in the minute, which is the the ten year challenge or the nine year challenge or whatever it is. I think it's the ten year challenge. The reason I'm getting confused is because they've started this ten year challenge where you post a picture of yourself now and you post a picture of yourself ten years ago, which would have been um, oh my god, my brain, 2009. And what what confuses me about it is why whoever started this trend didn't wait till 2020. Because then there would be two things, at least for the people in the UK, you'd have pre-Brexit you and post-Brexit you, presumably if Brexit goes through. But also it's a nice round number. Instead of going, ah, oh, it's 2019, we need a trend for this year, what should we do? I don't know, we'll post these things. Oh, this the, the, it started like as a puberty pictures trend? I don't know. I, I don't know. But I mean, that's the other problem for me, because I'm so old. Um, I'm not that old, but I'm, I'm old enough that I can't do that with 10 years because 10 years ago I wasn't in puberty I was post puberty I was I was 19 and it would I don't know I was in uni I've I've looked I've looked through I had to cuz I haven't done it yet but I was I was debating doing it depending on which pictures I can find of me sadly the the thought of like going back and looking through these pictures you can tell how dated these pictures are uh one of these pictures I'm taking a photograph with a uh, Sony phone and it's a sony ericsson phone and it was the walkman phone because i didn't own an mp3 player so i used my phone and it was the first time i'd ever done that um and all the pictures i can find are of me on nights out which ain't the most flattering pictures in the world you know that's that's something which i'm, I'm just throwing out there they're not the most flattering pictures in the world because they're night out pictures that's what you expect um and nowadays most of the pictures of me are taken by other people when i'm having coffee Mainly Mel. Mel, shout out to you, but you take a picture of me every single time we have a coffee. You know, you're a nice timeline of how my hair is doing. Um, which, as you can see, if you're watching the video, is is lusciously full and untamable as always. But, back to the point at hand. Hopefully this is recording. Um, the point at hand is that 
what this does is make you consider how you've changed. And in a way, I, I, I kind of like it because it, it, it prompts this, this internal look. And I'm always a fan of people looking internally. I'm not saying cut yourself open or anything. But it gives you this, this kind of this realization that you're not the person you were 10 years ago. And nobody is. Because if you were, what is your life? You know, if you're exactly the same person you were 10 years ago, that means you made no personal development, you made no life development, you just, yeah, you're just kind of there. And even even if you, your job hasn't changed and your friend group hasn't changed, there's going to be changes within that because no one has a stay, like, a completely stagnant life unless they're in a frozen tube, in which case the world around them has changed. And maybe your thoughts have changed because who knows if you can hear things when you're in a frozen tube. But it gives you this little view of your life and where you were 10 years ago. Now, I have this thing, which I imagine a lot of people have, is that I have a very hard time picturing what I look like nowadays. Because I have a perception in my head of what I look like, and how I look. And that's why it can be such a shock when people kind of come out and realize, hang on a minute, I don't look like that anymore. And I've had this a few times in the last couple of years, where I've seen a picture of myself, like, wait, I look like that now? And it's because I have this image in my head from when I was in puberty, when I was a teenager, you know, and angst was the main draw of my life. And I was taking selfies every 10 minutes because I'm vain as hell. And, you know, I need to show how edgy I was. And that's the image I have of me. And I forget that I'm not 16 anymore. I'm almost 30. And it kind of comes into play in everyday situations. So, you know, you'll be, you know, you, you, you go for an appointment, let's say. Let's say you go for an appointment and you're thinking, All right, I'm going to go see the bank. And the bank are important people because they deal with the money. And they're going to help me and help me deal with my money and my, you know, my, my investments and stuff. And all of this, and all these adult things, which are very much adult. You know, I'm looking at buying a house at some point. So I'm thinking I'm going to go, I'm going to go for a mortgage meeting. That's not something a 16-year-old does. No 16-year-old in their right mind is going, I need to get a mortgage. I mean, they, they may be going, I need to get a mortgage, but they haven't got the capacity to go get a mortgage. So they're not going to go for a meeting with a mortgage advisor. I'm going to go for this meeting. When I walk into this meeting, regardless of who's on the other side of the table... For some reason in my brain, my brain's thinking, oh, man, they're just going to look at me and they're going to think I'm some sort of kid. I'm just some kid who's going in, doesn't really know what they're doing, uninformed of the whole situation, just going to go in and it's going to be weird and they're going to completely patronize me and it, it's not going to be a situation which I'm, I'm going to want to be in, forgetting that when I walk into this room with this stranger, they're not seeing a 16-year-old projection of me. They're seeing a 30-year-old man who wants to buy a house, which is a completely normal thing. And that happens so often. <laughs> and I think it's in part why I can't approach people. Because when I approach people, I'm thinking, oh, God, they're just going to think I'm just some child. And, you know, I'm out of my depth here and all this stuff. And instead, no, what they're faced with is just a shy 30-year-old or nearly 30-year-old, I keep saying I'm 30. I think I'm prepping myself for when I turn 30. Um, so it's not so much a, a, a jarring effect on me. But this, this, yeah, this whole kind of post a picture of yourself thing, it really plays into that. You know, back when I was 19, uh, in the photographs I've seen, I thought I had a beard. I thought I had, I had a, a large beard. Turns out I didn't. No, this is a large beard. <laughs> what I had when I was 19 was like... It was nothing. It was just it was facial hair, but it wasn't big facial. It wasn't even full facial hair. It was fairly thinning. Um, and you know, I, I I thought I was 
overweight. No, this this is you know I'm more overweight now than I was when I was 19. Uh, I was more overweight when I was 19 than I was when I was 16. But that's a whole different thing to do with body image and how I've gained weight and lost weight through my lifetime. But I feel like it's a real, it's a real barrier, and that you kind of have to remind yourself what you are every so often. You know, it's 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 a lot like when you've been somewhere or done something which you've been able to do your entire life. Uh, you know, exercise, for instance, you kind of think, oh, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go do some tennis. I'll go play tennis for an hour or so with a friend. Or I haven't played tennis in years. Let's go play tennis. So we'll go play tennis. And you think, cool, that's going to be good. We're going to go out for a couple hours. We'll play a couple of games of tennis. And then you come back and you're dying. And you don't know why you're dying. Because 10 years ago, going and playing two rounds of tennis without warming up after a, like a night of drinking would have been no problem at all. But now, all of a sudden, you feel like you, you're getting fitted for a coffin and people are already attending, like replying to your wake invite. And that's a horrible thing to go through, to realize that you're not the young, spry thing you once were. Luckily for me, I was never young and spry, so getting old is just essentially just my body accepting what my mental state has been. But again, it's this whole thing of this image you've developed of yourself, and how you kind of project yourself into the world. You know, I've been told a couple of times that I can be intimidating, and I don't understand why. And it's it's because it's, there's a mental block in my head. I can't picture it. I can't picture me being intimidating. As, as far as I know, I'm one of the kind of the most approachable people I know. And yet, to a stranger, I'm six foot two with a beard and tattoos. That could be an intimidating figure. You know, to someone who's not comfortable with approaching someone. And I never wanted to be that to be the case. You know, I hate approaching people. So I hate the idea that someone couldn't just come up to me and say hi or hello and that they would, you know, maybe even feel bad about it, that they would feel a little bit anxious about the whole situation. And that's that's kind of that's kind of terrifying. But at the same time, I know in my own head that I need to get over these barriers. I need to think about how my image is projected into the world to an extent where I have to kind of reclaim my own mind, my own, my own space, and, and think, well, okay, well, I wonder what I can do to make myself feel like it. It's the same at work. You know, I work with a lot of people who are younger than me. And a lot of people do. And especially 30 or 20, 30 year olds, they get into jobs and they get into kind of positions where you're going to be working with people younger than you. And you're going to be working with people who have a lot less life experience than you. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. They're just learning as they go, as you did. But you, you still feel unprepared for the situation. You know, you feel like they're going to disrespect you or you feel like they're, they're not going to take you seriously. And yet to them, you're just, you know, you're fairly old. You know, you, you, you've got five, seven years on them. You know about life. Everything's together for you. You know, you're in a position where you're above them. Therefore, you must know how to get there. And it's like, well, no, I don't know how to get there. All I know is that five years ago, I was, you know, started a job and boom, there I am. So... I think I think the message I kind of have, if I have a message at all, is that whole idea of trying to look at your younger self and realizing that that's not you anymore. And when people look at you, regardless of how you feel, because th- this is the problem, is that whilst your exterior has changed and whilst everything has changed around you and, and all of that has become 
part of your life. Your interior doesn't really change. Your mental state doesn't really change. It's still the same brain you had when you were 15, 16, unless you've, you know, Frankenstein undergone all the kinds of different procedures to put something into a monster that you shouldn't have. Everything in the inside feels the same. You know, your brain still goes through the same processes when you're faced with situations, but you know how to deal with them, some of them better because that's personal growth. But you, you just don't feel different. It's the same, you know, you go visit family members. Excuse me. You know, my gran, she's a lovely lady. She's been on the podcast. Rambling on about everything. People seem to love that. Um, but when I go to my grandma's house, I'm not an adult. I'm just not. I can't be an adult around my grandma because why would I be? You know, there's no expectation for me to be an adult. The only adult thing I do is now that I drive, so I go and pick her up and take her places. But responsibility-wise, the weight is off my shoulders because that's my parents' responsibility. The, The expectation for me when I go visit my gran is just chill out, you know, make her feel happy, make her feel at home, make fill her in about my life. So I become 13. I become, you know, I become the 13, 16 year old, you know, I'm chilling out, I'm getting cake, because cake is always provided when you go to your grandparents' house, that's just a given, they feed you, or, you know, they tell you your life's terrible, it's one way or another, there's no in-between with grandparents, um, and I'll do that, you know, I'll, I'll just regress, I just gradually regress, and then be sat there going, oh, okay, cool, you know, well, what's going on with your day, and I don't care about anything, I don't care about the serious stuff when I'm hanging out with my grand. Because that's not my response. That's my mom's responsibility. Same way I go to a parent. I can be as responsible as I like in my parents. But at the same time, on some level, I regress a little bit. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm in my parents' house. Therefore, I'm going to obey my parents' rules. Um, and they're used to me being a bit more independent. They're used to me kind of going out and doing things. But at the same time, I don't think they look at me and see a 30-year-old male or a 29-year-old male. They look at me and they see the kid which they raised. So when I go and do something responsible, there's a little bit of, uh, hmm, this is a little bit odd. Maybe this is a little strange to kind of witness my child go off and do these things and, and talk about things which are important and and try and kind of exist as a responsible adult. So this perception of you is, is not only balanced by yourself, but it's balanced by the people around you. And that's what's, what I find interesting about friends because obviously you post these pictures and your friends have these reactions, especially if you've made friends in the last, you know, four or five years. To see you ten years ago, they might look at you and go, wow, that's not you, though. You know, that's that's not that's not who you are. I've never known you as this. I've never known you as this, you know, skinny, angsty teen. I've known you as this chubby, angsty adult. And I need to, I need to kind of broach that and see how it is. I was finding it interesting uh, discussing with my friend uh, Charlotte who does radio. I was on her radio show this morning, actually, um, chilling out with it. Um, Siren FM, if you're in Lincoln, she does Saturday morning shows. But we were discussing, and I've only been friends with Charlotte for about two years now. Um, I've only known her through these two years. I'd never met her before, before that. I met her through uh, one of my work colleagues, and she's become a very good friend. And she's only ever known me like this. She's known me, as you guys have known me, on a podcast, doing my zines, doing my artwork, kind of looking at the world and, and, and conjecturing and all this kind of stuff. And that's how she knows me. She doesn't know previous me. And we've had conversations where I've told her about things which I've done when I was a teenager and when I was a child. And she, it's almost fascinating. It's almost those moments of, hang on a minute, wait, you used to be like that? Oh, that kind of explains so much. And it, it 
it shows you how you became the person that you are and how you kind of managed to fit yourself into this role and build yourself this role. And whilst it's important to not forget those lessons and forget how you got to where you are, there is a point of remembering that you're not that person. And when you meet new friends and when you have, you know, family and new things come along, it's important to remember that you're not the person you once were. You're this whole whole different person. You're not a new person. You're just different. You're evolved. You've, you've become along. And in some ways, that's, looking at this, this is the other way you can go with this. You can look at this and go, yes, fantastic. I'm not that anymore. I'm not this insecure, angsty little teen anymore. That's fine. That's fantastic. Those are the bits I didn't like. But at the same time, you might look at yourself and go, wow, really? I used to I used to be so great back then. I used to, you know, see the world and want to destroy it. And that was fantastic. There was so much passion in me. And now look at me. Now look what I do. And that's good as well because it allows you to look back and go, what are the things which I've lost? What do I need to reclaim? And it's never too late to reclaim. It's never too late to reclaim the things which you loved about your life and the things which you enjoyed about your life. And I've got a few friends who are going through a few things. And part of their going through right now is is that, is is looking at the things which they once were and looking at how they used to behave and thinking, wow, I lost some of that. And you may not have even noticed you lost it because that's just life. You might have come through some trouble and come out the other side with a few parts missing because you had to at the time. And you can go back and you can reclaim those things. You know, like artwork, there's the classic thing of it's hard to admit that I used to draw. It's hard to admit that I used to paint. Well, you can still paint. You can still draw. Because you never really lose that. You just got to find the time to do it. And, and, and doodling. And, and sketching. And creating. And all these kinds of things. And that applies to everything. You know, I used to do sport. Well, cool. Well, you can still do sport. You know, you don't have to lose that. It's just recognizing what you've lost and what you've gained. I don't know. I noticed I do that a lot in these podcasts, by the way. I watched back through some of last year, and I, I realized that I come to the end of it and go, I don't know. And I think it's just me kind of, I hate the idea that I'm, I'm preaching in some way to you. Um, <laughs> sorry, knocking the mic. So I, I instantly go, well, I don't know. You know, I'm just a guy. Well, I am just a guy. And that's, that's, that's the truth. But what do you think? Are you, are you a fan of this trend? I don't know if to get in on this trend. It's, it's weird. It's a little bit weird, and I don't know if I agree with it as a, as a thing. I'm not a selfie person anyway. I do post selfies every so often. But yeah, in terms of kind of rocking the world and, and what I want them to see of my past, there's parts of my past I want I, I want to erase. And I won't erase them because they made me who I am, but there's parts, just these little hints. And the problem is since, like, since 2009 is that I joined Instagram and Instagram posts everything to my feed now. So I've got a lot of photographs to go through. But it'd be interesting to see what you think. Do you struggle with this? Is it something which you find, you know, where you kind of project this image of your younger self onto your older self and you forget that you're your older self? You forget how people see you now? It's worth remembering and it's worth reminding yourself of how you're seen. So, something to think about. But we're back in 2019 and there's a few little things coming. I'd like you to listen to them, um, if you will. Obviously, always looking for guests. Always looking for new topics, so feel free to sh- shoot me some topics. And until then, go remind yourself what you look like. 
Go remind yourself of how far you've come and how awesome you can be. If you've got something which you're missing and you think you need to get take back, go do that. And until then, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening.